Welcome to Owen and Brews Barbecue. Today we are serving up fresh Ronto wraps direct from the Black Spire Trading Post all the way from the Galaxy's Edge. We have uh, a couple chefs in the house tonight with a special guest, Ralph, the aka Casino Skunk, aka the Darmalar, <laughs> and as well as Nick, the, the notorious Duntuian, <laughs> straight from Duntuian. Uh, and my, myself, I am Matt, uh, and like a Bosque, I IG88 uh, Jack right out of the show. So he is not here, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Uh, maybe we'll have a, a special appearance by our two J Toa, but who knows, right? Uh, so let's get down to uh, grilling up some fresh Star Wars hot takes here. Welcome to the show, Ralph, and uh, good to see you again, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me. I can talk about Star Wars. I have a Patreon page, and I swear to God that I, I think over half of my episodes are Star Wars related. And I kind of feel bad because if my subscribers aren't into that, it, it kind of sucks <laughs> for them. <laughs> I, but, I've, yeah. I've been loving your Instagram posts because you've been posting some vintage uh, action figures. Which, True. yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even, I didn't even start that. Like, I don't know why I didn't start doing that on Instagram first, but if you go to my Twitter, uh, you can see I, I've been doing that since I first started collecting the figures. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I didn't really have a lot of Star Wars figures. The The story is I, I did have a Snowspeeder hmm. <laughs> and I had uh, a pilot Luke for the Snowspeeder and the only other... <laughs> the only other character I had or figure I had was a neighbor gave it to me because he collected all the Star Wars figures. So he had a lot of proofs of purchases. So they sent me uh, the proof of purchase emperor. Oh, wow. And so with his giant pants skirt thing, he didn't really fit in Dax seat in the back. And so he just kind of stood around getting shot by the snow speaker. <laughs> <laughs> so I always had just, just one pilot. So, um, about maybe like 15 years ago, maybe even 20 now, uh, my sister got me the Darth Vader, uh, the vintage Kenner Darth Vader carrying case, mm -hmm. uh, complete with the cardboard insert. Yes. And it had been sitting, it had been sitting in my closet for, for probably 15 years or something. And then like a year, a year and a half ago, maybe I decided I was going to start filling it. So I just been going on eBay. Uh, stipulations are, you know, uh, they have to be in decent shape. They don't have to be in package. You don't have to be mint. They just have to be in decent shape, and they have to have all their accessories. So I, I've been doing that. I, I did that uh, for a while uh, back when uh, stock prices on Star Wars was low. Yeah, uh, back yeah. in probably '08, uh, I started. I started my vintage, filling in all of the gaps. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, it's a hell of a drug, man. Yeah. It's, um, I I'm keeping it to, I don't think I've spent over 15, including shipping on any figures. Nice. So it's not, I mean, it's not really a sprint <laughs> yeah. or a marathon. So, um, yeah, this week, this, this past uh, couple weeks, um, I've been finding some really good deals. Like I'll go to, I'll go to like eBay, look for something that's, around $10 free shipping somewhere around there. And I'll put a bid on it. If it's like, um, 
like it only has two days and nobody's watching it and nobody's placed a bid on it. I'll just pop in the $10 and be like, we'll see if I get it. And I don't really like to go and raise bids and stuff. So um, I ended up with, with three this week. Uh, I got there. There are three pretty big ones too. I got a uh, pilot Luke and it, uh, Luke Skywalker X wing pilot gear. Um, uh, I got R5 D4 and I got R2 D2. Uh, the R2 D2 sticker is actually in pretty decent shape. The R5, the R5 looks great. It looks, and it's not a, it's not like a recreated sticker. It's the original sticker on it. It's in like perfect shape and like nobody was watching it. Nobody was bidding on it. And I think I got it for 12 bucks. Nice. Um, Maybe stock prices are that low. That was really nice. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, don't don't start. I'm, I'm sorry. I won't get. I won't get yeah, solo. You know here. I like solo. I can, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a solo fan. I could sit here and talk about solo all day long, and I, I don't know. Like if I, I feel like, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, I, I, I like the Disney era movies. Um, I prefer the Star Wars stories over the the uh, Skywalker saga films. Um, I love force awakens when it came out uh, because it was not the prequels. We had, it was a nice way to move on from the prequels. Um, the last Jedi, like half of the stuff that's in it. Um, but uh, when Disney picked up star Wars, I was like, okay, cool. We're going to have like all new star Wars and force awaken. Although it was new, had a lot of stuff that felt familiar and felt safe which was good because they didn't want to go towards prequel territory. Um, uh, Rogue One, fantastic. I love Rogue One, uh, but once again, it's so similar. It's Rebels versus Empire. We've seen that before. Uh, Last Jedi, uh, half of it veers towards prequel territory. The other half is I really, really enjoy. And then Solo came out, and it, to me, it felt like the first new completely original star Wars movie. And I mean, unfortunately it centers around two characters that we've loved forever. Well, I guess three characters because of Lando, but I, I mean, Chewbacca and Han Solo, we've known them for, you know, 42 years. And it's like, we know these characters and love these characters so much, but the, the story is completely different and completely original than any of the other ones. It's not, rebels versus uh empire or first order whatever you want to call it it's not the good guys versus the bad guys um it doesn't do the jj abrams mystery box it doesn't leave you with questions it doesn't do what uh last jedi did which is um uh kind of kind of twist things and like he says subvert subvert your expectations it, it doesn't do any of that stuff it's just an adventure movie it's self-contained it's this one thing and uh the the thing i like most about it it's not melodrama it's just an adventure story and that's all it is and that's uh it, it kind of mirrors what i loved about the original star wars from 77 which is my favorite star wars movie of all time self-contained new worlds uh and in its adventure it's just a fun adventure of a group of people um even when like half of the team dies in you know the first 40 minutes uh they don't spend like a whole lot of time dwelling on it um 
which you know nowadays people will be like well isn't aren't they gonna have a funeral aren't they shouldn't they be more sad about it but it's like uh you know it's star wars we we move on we have fun like you know luke thinks about uh, obi-wan's death for about two minutes before he jumps in the gunner port and starts blasting tie fighters and then from then on it's he doesn't even think it's like it's that it's that kind of saturday morning serial you know version of star wars where it's like we have an adventure we're going on an adventure there's crazy characters in between and uh it's just a fun it's a fun ride and so uh i what i what i see, see people uh bash on solo uh, i don't I think the main issue with me is that nobody went to go see it. And I feel like if you're a Star Wars fan, because there's people that I work with who are Star Wars fans and waited to see it on Netflix. And I'm like, how are you a Star Wars fan? You can't drop the, I mean, for me, it's seven bucks. We have a really good theater across the street. Um, How could you not drop 15 bucks to see a brand new Star Wars movie? You know? And yeah. so you have a lot no, of these. I, you know, so the dude, so the dude at work says, he says, "Oh, I finally saw Solo on Netflix. This actually is pretty good." I'm like, "Yeah, no kidding, dude. It's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Go see it. Go support it. Now we're not going to get Solo too because you had to prove some point to someone that you don't oh, even yeah. know. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, um, and, and I, I, I never, I, I get, I get frustrated because of because of what it did to the future of the movies. Part of part of what I do, I mean, I, I kind of also blame Disney for releasing it in the summer. I felt like, yeah, maybe had there actually been a year in between Last Jedi and Solo, yeah, people would have been like, okay, I'm ready for my my Christmas dose, yeah, and uh, it would have fared fared better. I think if um, I think if people uh got on board with last jedi and were more excited about last jedi that that may release would have been okay people would have been on a high but it was so mixed and like my wife hates that movie Hmm. um i don't talk about last jedi in this house (laughs) um but she likes a lot of the same stuff i do um which is anything revolving around the force as far as luke ray and kylo ren um broom boy yeah 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 like that kind of stuff i don't need um but it's one of those things where i feel like people were so down on the last jedi mm-hmm. and then here five months later here's the next star wars movie and you're like oh man yeah um yeah if it did great if people if everyone was like that was the greatest movie ever i can't wait for the next one i think solo would have done better um, i mean they knew before it was even released it was going to bomb and they they even announced that you know, I remember reading that on Facebook weeks before it was even released that because of Ron Howard having to come in and having to reshoot so much that they were already they knew they were going to be at a loss money wise, and so yeah. I think I think they were already putting that out there just so some people wouldn't blow it up, going you know Star Wars bombs for the first time ever. Like it was, they were kind of trying to soften the blow, but I think it actually magnified it. Uh, but, yeah. but you had you had Infinity War, and then you had Deadpool. That's true. Yeah. So oh. you had a back to back you know two two you know i would say two very different superhero movies yeah. um but especially infinity war people were still riding that which i mean you know it's like if if you hadn't seen it the opening week maybe you would be seeing it 2 weeks later and you wouldn't necessarily be ready for star wars because well but anyway i i mean and then, and then christmas was crowded as it was 
You had yeah. like Aquaman, Mary Poppins, uh, was the Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Like there was, those were like just the movies that came out Christmas Day. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. A little off, but like, what did you think of the Kessel Run? Loved it. Uh, yeah, That's like far. I like. The, listen, I'm I'm gonna tell you. Um, there's not a single thing I don't like about Solo, right. and if I were to have one gripe, it would be the exact same gripe that every single fan has and that's his last name and oh, to be honest with you yeah. i i really i really don't care that much by that point i was i was on board because like in the first two minutes they introduced lady proxima which is just like this batshit crazy uh dark crystal era type of creature with linda hunt as the voice uh and it's just like okay this is what i want from star wars i want to see the weirdest back alley stuff you're going to get, hmm. you know, we, you, when you get to JJ Abrams cantina scene at Moz's castle, by that time, it's not interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. We've seen the cantina. We've seen Jabba's palace. It, you're, you're not going to top it. Yeah. So to do something as bold as like lady Proxima, this really weird, like worm coming out of the water with like, like chandelier jewelry on her head. And it's, it's, it's so, goofy and weird but in line with like job of the hut and stuff and so it's like that's what i want to see make it really weird um uh, and it, the the book fleshes that out even further uh i've been reading the book with my my kids it's just kind of like a chapter every other night or whatever and it has some expanded um scenes it goes you know just like books do is it and, is it a it's the movie adaptation it's the it's the movie but it's extended though. They call it extended edition or what have you. Um, And uh, so some, you know, it has like probably like a couple scenes before he Mm -hmm. is stealing the, the um, speeder at the very beginning. Um, So it has kind of like the, the lead up to that. Um, And it just kind of just goes a little bit in depth. The comic book adaptation also does the same thing. It, it it fleshes out some of that story just, just a smidge more. So, um, but the movie just goes. It just goes. Yeah, I love. I just love how it just is. It just goes. It's it's so good. I I can't, I can't say enough about it. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not in the in the business of trying to change people's minds, but um, um for me, because I've if I've gotten to a point where I just don't care what other people say about stuff, because it's like I, you know, if I like it, I like it. Um. And if you don't, you know, that's fine. Uh, it's going to get under my skin if you, if, if you say something sort of ignorant about it, <laughs> but, but it's, I, I can't, I can't even explain to you uh, how much I love that movie. And I don't, I, it's the Disney ones. I, uh, I think force awakens. I saw three times uh, and solo. I saw three times. The rest I've only seen once in the theater. And solo the last time I went and saw it, it was just by myself. I'm like, I got to go watch this movie again. It's so, it's so nuts. Well, it's so bizarre. Well, I, <laughs> I love it. I love that uh, you being on here, you're actually more positive than I am. Yeah. And that says I, a lot because Nick and I are usually like the, the two, uh, the two, the two dueling points on the show here, you know? I, uh, so I was born, I was born three months before, the original star Wars came out. So star Wars has been in my life forever. And so, um, 
I mean, when it comes to fandoms, it's top. It's top of the list, like without a doubt. Um, uh, Star Wars, Green Lantern, uh, James Bond, Godzilla, probably nice. Tron. <laughs> Tron after that. But uh, it's uh, like it's easily, easily the top of my fandom. I uh, The amount of Star Wars knowledge is hilarious. And what's funny is uh, I brought this up to my wife recently because um, we visited Batu. We went to Galaxy's Edge. And um, I don't consider myself a smart guy, but when it comes to Star Wars trivia and just shit that doesn't matter, I will immediately file it into my brain and it'll forever be accessible. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, going, going to bat two was, uh, the, the galaxy's edge was so, quite so, the thing to see. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about galaxy's edge. I mean, I, I can't wait to go. It's, it's something that my kids, uh, is it definitely on their wish list? So and mine too. Um, I am, I work at Disneyland and so I got to go to a preview and, okay. Uh, this explains why I saw a picture of you at galaxy's edge. And I'm like, how is he there? Like, is this open? Yeah. Like, so, okay. No, we, so everything was locked down for us. So they, they put our phones in a, in a sealable bag and upon leaving security is the one that had to cut open the bag wow. to make sure it wasn't tampered with. So they had photo pass, the photo pass people, the Disney people that go around and take your pictures. They're all dressed in star Wars stuff. And, uh, what they did was they give you a card and, uh, the the you you put the card into the app or whatever and then on the 31st uh they released the photos to us nice oh. so at least we got to have some pictures of the of the thing because i don't know when i'm going to be able to get back in um which sucks because uh, a lot of the merchandise everything that i wanted to get um <laughs> those shipments had not come into the black spire outpost uh until the 31st so <clears throat> That was the explanation why I don't have a thermal detonator Coke, uh, a Sabak <laughs> yeah. deck, um, a Luke legacy lightsaber, or uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, the rock. droid. Oh, but we want to get the droid backpack, but we didn't find we didn't find out about the droid backpacks until after the the park had opened. Um, I want that droid backpack and my sister's <laughs> gone twice. Um, she got reservations and then a friend of hers had a reservation in an open slot and both times we sent her in to get that droid backpack and they were sold out both times. Man. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine. Um, yeah. So, so just kind of like give us a little bit of like, a, you know, walking through it. Is it, it doesn't feel like you're in star Wars. <clears throat> Uh, it's, it's so, it's so hard to say, um, uh, the, it, we walked in through, uh, the critter countryside and it's kind of a long walk. Um, you go through the resistance side and the, the rise of the resistance attraction isn't open yet. And you're walking through and the ground has kind of a, it's a bumpy surface, almost looks like mud but it's, you know, concrete and there's uh, 
astromech tracks oh, wow. in in the in the ground and gonk droid and if you follow the gonk droid tracks it leads to a pile of gonk droids uh <laughs> located next to a giant x-wing and so you're like okay it looks like star wars right but as far as feeling like star wars it's so hard because um it's not anything from any of the movies mm-hmm. or comics it definitely looks like star wars it has the feel of Star Wars, but I, it's is it's, it, is, it compar- is it comparable to say Universal Studios when you're <clears> walking <throat> through Hog- Hogwarts and all that? No, I've only been to the Hogwarts at Universal. Hollywood. That's when I went to. Oh, that the one. Yeah, and yeah, and Hog- so Hog- like when you're yeah, there, Hog- when you see, yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but like when you look at the Hogwarts Castle, the school, and then look to the right, you can see like the back of a building. True. from another attraction and stuff so that's kind of like you know it's universal studio so it's supposed to have like a studio atmosphere anyway so that's fine um with this there's there's nothing from the outside world that you can see um there's one point when you're in line for the millennium falcon and you're on the second floor looking down over the falcon in the distance you can see um the spire of um big thunder mm-hmm. mountain but it kind of matches the landscape hmm. already. Uh, the planet is is filled with these uh, the spires that you see at the Black Spire Outpost are huge. Imagine redwoods that have been petrified into like hmm. solid rock. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like a dead planet of it used to be a forest planet, but it's now all petrified. Um, so it kind of ties into the way the terrain goes. It's a good transition between Critter Country, which is one of the entrances, and um, Frontierland, which is the one of the other entrances, so it kind of it kind of brings both of those nice. trees and 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 desert together. Um, the uh, it's the only intrusive thing, and I mentioned is uh, is the um, is I heard the Mark Twain whistle once, oh, yeah, far <laughs> there, and it kind of pops you out. But other than that, you can't see any. Disneyland pretty much for the except for that one mountain you can't see Disneyland from the inside but what's also good for Disneyland purists you can't really see Star Wars land from the outside so when you're in Disneyland it still looks like Disneyland Mm -hmm. but if you go off the beaten path you're in Star Wars so anyone who has concerns about them you know taking Disneyland and making such a drastic modern new thing and adding it on it's definitely tucked away Nice. And the, the the spires, those the the um, kind of big structures, these big trees kind of blend in with the the natural frontier land look. So it's a it's I mean, man, it's a it's cool. We 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 got slotted for four hours. Our reservation was for four hours, and it was like literally. I'm, I'm using the term literally the only time in the two week window that they gave us to get reservations literally from we were two o'clock to six o'clock. That was our time frame, And from two o'clock to six o'clock was the only rain in the forecast. Oh no. <laughs> right. Smack dab. Like I'm not kidding you. Just our time there. It was raining our forecast. So uh, Stevie had her lightsaber umbrella. I have a regular umbrella. And so um, it, it was kind of, 
at first it was a little annoying, but as we as we we're finishing up in the day around six at night when the sun's just starting to go down, it just started pouring rain. And inside the marketplace, which is this open, like, you know, this uh, like Moss Eisley sort of marketplace, it was just rain coming down. And it just added so much more atmosphere hmm. to the land. Like, you'll see a lot of pictures where it's like bright blue Southern California sky. And you don't really see a lot of that in Star Wars. So... So it, it kind of felt a little, it kind of looks a little weird, but with the, with the full rain, it just, it felt like the whole place was more of this living thing, you know? Uh, so I don't know. I would recommend going in the rain <laughs> just to check it out. Cause it felt more, it felt like row one or something. It had that kind of real gritty feel like, uh, like, yeah, it felt less like a, like a movie set and a more like a, a real, a real life place. Um, uh, I mean, I loved it. I absolutely love that place. Did you get to <laughs> to ride anything? Or was yeah? Was the it... only attraction that's available now is is the Smuggler's Run, which is the uh, which is the Falcon ride. Um, it's pretty great. You know how when you go on, there's there's uh, like attractions like Guardians of the Galaxy or um, Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. where you'll you'll step into the stretching hallway first yeah uh, before you go into the next holding area like guardians of the galaxy you'll step into the 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 uh, collector's den and then move on to the rest of the the attraction this one you are in this workshop and hondo is there and it's this insane animatronic hondo that looks like a real dude up there <laughs> and he's chatting with a with the R5 unit that's more down at your eye level and uh what's kind of cool is is that you don't enter the falcon like you would in the movie you go through a workshop um while honda was talking you could see the falcon where it's docked in the attraction or in the in the land you see screens where the falcon flies from that location and pulls in behind hondo and then you go up a jetway that leads you like like a jetway that you go to like an airport that leads you into that right into the uh into the room where the chessboard is and from there you kind of just wander around until your group is called to go into the cockpit so you kind of have your your free reign of of sitting at the uh, the the degeric table or um looking at the sick bay uh uh, we didn't get to look around too much because our group was called like immediately and i was like oh man but i guess every button is pressable in there and huh. if you if you press certain things, like different things will happen. So, uh, I'd like Great. to get back in there to uh, to check it out. But um, the attraction itself is cool. It's like a you know sort of a simulator, but with uh, with interactivity between the six people that are in the in the cockpit at any given time. Uh, pilot, co-pilot, two gunners, and um, two engineers. And oh, what you do, what you do at your posts determines what's happening outside the cockpit window. Hmm. So yeah, that's awesome. I say like, so if I hit the button, if I do the shave and a haircut on the button of the gunner thing, mm-hmm. the laser blast does it in the same pattern. We'll go do, 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 do. So oh. It's like a one for one, like interactivity. So um, it's cool. It's cool. But mm-hmm. I mean, 
you I, when you first go, they they kind of position the falcon towards the back, um, so that no matter what entrance you come into, there's definitely a reveal as you come around any given corner to the falcon. And uh, I mean, nice. you you won't. You're like leading up to it. I was getting misty eyed just thinking about being able to see the Millennium Falcon in real life. Like I was like literally like I'm like <laughs> my eyes would start tearing up. I'm like, I can't believe in, you know, 10 days I get to see the Millennium Falcon in real life. And I mean, I know it's not a real Millennium Falcon, but I mean, I never thought that I would even go to like a Star Wars set, right? Let alone see a Millennium Falcon. So, but man, coming around that corner out of the marketplace through the, through the Ronto wrap area <laughs> and just seeing it, just seeing it parked there. It's, it's crazy. Like nothing will prepare you for rounding a corner and it just being there. Right. That's cool. Like when you go into Harry Potter land, uh, the Hogwarts is like front, like you can see it from anywhere and it's, you know, um, the Falcon is so nicely tucked away that it's like, it's, like you've seen like those, like the slow dolly shots that come around the corner and, and, and reveal the Falcon. Like that's how it looks when you're walking through the land, you just come around this corner and, and you could just see it. Like, even if you see just a little section of it, you know what you're looking at. So and, uh, was it grin ear to ear or did you actually cry when you saw it? Um, I didn't cry. I got, I got super glassy eyed. Mm. Um, I I don't know if I was grinning. I have no idea. It was it it felt I, like I felt like I was in shock a little bit. Like I knew I was gonna see it, but it caught me off guard. Yeah, because we had been in there for a little bit. We come in through the marketplace, and so we're looking at the different marketplace stalls, and um, and just coming through and just seeing the cockpit there because the market's kind of up on an upper level, like an upper deck that's eye level with the cockpit and you just see it. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, you just want to run over and just stare at it. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Like, like I, I'm saying like, I, I can't, I can't set it up enough. Like you, you will be floored the first time you see it, no matter how much I build it up. Right. I mean, cause that's, I think Jay and I have talked about that where, the, when the first Transformers movie came out, mm-hmm. I had not watched, heard, even thought about Transformers since the 80s. Yeah. And the first time I heard Optimus Prime's voice, I cried uh-huh. in the theater. Yeah. Because it just, it, it, all this emotion just came overwhelmingly over me. I was just like, yeah. and that's what, I, that's what I imagine seeing, actually literally seeing the Millennium Falcon just, it just overwhelming remember, me. Remember Celebration? I think it was Anaheim. Yeah, 15. Uh, yeah. When, they, when they showed the... Chewy, we're home trailer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and you don't like everything gets silent, and then you hear Han Solo's voice, and then you see him there with Chewbacca. It's that's the same feeling mm-hmm. nice. that, like, you know, it's coming, you know, he's in there, but it, even, but even, yeah, it's everything you wanted is now like, um, like uh, realized, and it's just, uh, man, it's so good, guys. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're blocked out from signing people in for the rest of the year. Oh, uh, do what, what you can to get in there. Reservations drop on the, I think the 24th in a, in a couple weeks. 
and then it's just going to be a madhouse. Oh, yeah. I know they are limiting the amount of people that go in there. So, I mean, just. That's uh, what, yeah. I, there's all these rumors going around I've seen online about, you know, like, is it like what you're saying? Like, oh, you're only allowed four hours. And so. And that's that's for the reservation system. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Once they, where it's like, we like, they let in a certain amount of people and then you have to wait for someone to leave before they send in the next people or what. I have no idea how they're going to do I'm it. I'm never leaving, uh, man. Yeah. I know. You, I know. I would never, never would. leave. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of room though. There's the, the streets are wide. Uh, never did I bump into anybody. Nice. Um, I'm not sure. We went for a cast preview and we were only allowed one guest. So there weren't any strollers, which was nice. Mm. Um, it would be nice if they told people leave the strollers outside. Um, uh, but man, it, it's, it's, it's funny. The, the level of detail is insane. Um, my favorite Easter egg is on all the trash cans. Uh, they have the number, they have Arabesh, uh, that says something like, like, uh, uh, trash take to sector. And then there's a number and the number on every trash can is three, two, six, three, eight, two, seven. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> now like, uh, diehard hardcore fans of the original, Star Wars know that that's the unit number of the trash compactor that the heroes are in in Star no, Wars. Shut them all down. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> open up the maintenance hatch on. Where are we? Three, two, six, three, two, seven. So it's like they didn't have to do that, but it was thought out. Like when you're thinking about what you're going to put on the trash cans right. and make it Star Wars related and then put in a, a pretty deep cut for like people who really know the original film, you, you know, that love went into making this thing. So it, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I can't, uh, uh, yeah, there's, I can't say enough about it. I I actually on my Patreon, I I got a, a guy who does a podcast. His name's Alex. He has a podcast called the backside of water, which is all just about Disneyland attractions. And I talked to him for two hours. <laughs> I went through all of Galaxy's Edge with him. So if you guys want to hear that, just head over to my Patreon. It's two hours of me talking about every <laughs> single last detail. Um, but, but, and yeah. we we actually uh, pay for the bills here uh, with commercials. Apparently. Uh-huh. So, and uh, I'm going to take a deep cut here for a commercial break. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want because uh, you had mentioned Celebration uh, Anaheim in 2015. That you just go to the set, so we can get to the, the new one uh, in this minute. But like they had, I know Matt didn't get to go to that one. Um, they had the Cantina Bar in, uh-huh. in, in Celebration 15. They also had a Rancor, and they also had a little bit of the Millennium Falcon as well mm-hmm. at, at Celebration 2015. And that was as real as it's gotten for me. And I remember just loving that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean you can't once you once you get in there, like I said, you don't see any of Disneyland, so you're good to go. They have a full size Thai echelon, I believe. Um, some land speeders, mm-hmm. uh so a speeder bike, which I don't remember seeing, but somewhere in there's a speeder bike that you could sit on. Huh. Um droids, uh they have an A Wing and X Wing, and it's the new style X Wing, because this takes place, I believe, post episode nine. Okay. Oh, okay. 
I think it's post episode nine is supposed to be when this takes place. So you're telling me the Millennium Falcon lives? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Also, uh, Chewbacca uh, makes a video appearance in the Falcon ride. Um, Ray and Kylo are walking around the land. I don't know if it takes place before or after, but it's somewhere around episode okay. nine. So I'm, yeah, trust me. When I saw like Chewbacca, I'm like, okay, good. This is post episode <laughs> nine. Perfect. Okay. Well, now that you say that it's post episode nine, does that mean that only I, resistance slash new order troops are around or do you have? Yes. Okay. So no, no empire, no Republic. No. no okay. Now, which, um, which is kind of a bummer, but I mean, when you see stormtroopers walking around the area, it's still awesome. Yeah. I, I've been reading the uh, Galaxy's Edge uh, comic book. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've you've had a chance to look at it. There's only two issues out right now. Uh, Han's on the first issue, and then Greedo's on the second issue. And so far, the comic is it's kind of like little splices of time separated. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little confusing because some of it takes place in Resistance era. And then some of it is flashback told. So it's kind of like a, it's, it's, corner, it's kind like of the of tales a, of Moss Eisley. It is. It's kind of like an anthology story where like each issue is, is kind of telling another tale, but there's a larger story arc going on. Okay. That's, that's taking place in resistance era. Um, and uh, it has definitely like some, some references to things. Cause I saw some photos that people had taken and shared um, on on Instagram uh, of some things within Galaxy's Edge that have been featured within that comic book. So um, probably probably well worth it if if you if you visited um, or if you're planning to visit. Yeah, that um, might be good. The you know I I know they have a lot of different tie-in novels coming out as well, but the yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a big comic guy, so um, I uh, I've been in, enjoying that that aspect, even though. The first issue kind of left me wanting more, but the second issue, which was more Greedo based, uh, not to give anything away in that 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 story, but uh, I, I kind of enjoyed. You know, sometimes when you just get the first issue and you're like, mm, I don't know, I don't yeah. know where this is headed, and then when you get to the second and third issue, if it's the sixth issue set, you know, you're like, okay, I, I can see where this this is building up steam. So, um, and one of the main characters is is a. Uh, Hammerhead. Um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude to the Doc Ondar, the Thorian. Thorian. The Thorian is that how you pronounce it? A Thorian, yeah. Thorian, Thorian, yeah. I don't think pronunciation really matters in Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) I never knew that they spoke outside of the side of their mouth until I think uh, the clone, the Clone Wars cartoons. Right. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a there. Doc Ondar is inside. He's got an antiquity shop, and they have a full. They have a full animatronic. He's he's the main character in yeah in the Galaxy's Edge. He's he's a full animatronic in that shop. Okay, and there's just everything from the galaxy that you've ever wanted to see hanging on the wall. Uh, He's he's definitely a collector in the story. So if you enjoy that 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 character at all, like it, it definitely embellished with him. More. Yeah, I think so. I think with you reading the books, uh, when you finally get to go there and you see him in there, you'll probably get really excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're like, oh, I know him. I know him. Uh, yeah, we hang yeah. out. Um, so uh, I've. Yeah, go ahead. 
No, um, I yeah, I, I definitely would check that out. I mean, because I want more Galaxy's Edge, and I don't know when the next time I'll go um, or be able to go. But there's, yeah, there's, there's a tie-in novel, um, and I, I, I the the name of the novel escapes me. Uh, it's been on my my Amazon recommended, um, and I. You know, I, I read different Star Wars novels kind of as I as I do, and uh, I sometimes I review them on this show. <laughs> sometimes I don't. So, yeah. like uh, the tie-in to Solo movie, The Last Shot, mm-hmm. um, which it doesn't really tie into the movie, but it, it's definitely a Lando Solo crossover, and it takes place post Jedi, pre Force Awakens. Uh, kind of in that time frame, um, but it also splices back to kind of when they were younger, and, mm-hmm. and, and definitely has different characters that uh, were in the movie. But uh, it it kind of it it kind of left me frustrated with the title because the, yeah. last, the last shot. I kept waiting for who takes the last shot, mm-hmm. and I was like, this should have been called Psycho Killer Cyborg Dude. Like it just. <laughs> anyway yeah my wife just read the luke skywalker book oh which one road the road to star wars or something it's a it's a young adult novel the she uh, said it was really good the 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 one that has like different stories about luke skywalker i don't think so oh okay i think it's a it's a shoot road post post i think it's called road to star wars there's a princess leia one she said she didn't care for oh um, yeah is it the for um the ones leading up to the force awakens those i believe so yeah okay i know she said that was really good i'm not much of a reader but i may get the audiobook of that okay um, I'm, I'm heading out of town soon so that might be something to listen to on the way uh, she said it was really good um but yeah, I'll read comics. If it, the the Galaxy's Edge one sounds good, uh, I don't know about the Galaxy's Edge novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we were waiting in line for food, we ran into, um, we got approached by uh, uh, V. Marathi, who v. is Marathi. the main character of Galaxy's Edge. Okay, she's a Resistance spy. And uh, she came up to us and told us that we, uh, if any stormtroopers were to come up um, and talk to us, that she was never there. So that was <laughs> kind of fun. Uh, but then we went in and got food. And it was funny while we were waiting in line for food, the guy who was kind of like handing out the menus and stuff um, told this story about, he's like, Hey, have you been, have you been seen the, the apartment just past Oga's cantina? And he started telling this story about some Wookiee that lives up there. And if you look outside, there's huge blaster bolts. I guess she got mad because someone was dating somebody or something or other. And he started telling this whole story about this facade outside, uh, <laughs> you know, across the land. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. We did see those blaster shots. And I'm like, this is so crazy. Like these, these, these people that work in there just have like, no, they like lived in this, in this uh, huh. black spire outpost. And, and that was kind of neat. Um so I, I yeah. love that. I love I love the lived in story aspect that you're yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh um, since we didn't have our phones, we didn't get to do all that interactivity stuff that they've been that they have for the phones. So another reason why I want to go back. Because I heard there's even rock. there's even more stuff to unlock. <laughs> <laughs> um 
so um in um just some i just wanted to make sure that we covered some other star wars star wars news um and and clearly if if people want more like a two-hour walkthrough of galaxy's edge they can check out your patron podcast right yeah yeah so yeah and it's a buck <laughs> it's a buck my patreon's so cheap one buck one buck unlocks um everything uh audio every audio podcast if you want to watch the video stuff that's two dollars so if you want to check it out um i have if you're into stars which you should be i think i have 18 star wars related episodes a couple of them might be trailer breakdowns uh but uh the thing that i like the most about my patreon page is it doesn't follow any format like i have the kaiju podcast and me and jorge talk about monster movies godzilla mothra uh, King Kong, that stuff. Uh, the Darmalars, we talk about Lost. Uh, my, my, me and my friend Kevin do, all right, let's do a podcast where we just talk about the latest movies. Um, with my Patreon, I could talk about whatever I want, and a lot of that centers around Star Wars. But um, I've, I've done six episodes of a series called Lightsabers and Leitmotifs, <laughs> um, and it's all about the themes john williams themes uh in star wars oh nice mm. so um i think for having for you guys having me on i'll i'll, I'll shoot you over a, a link that unlocks all the the episodes but uh yeah if you guys anyone else wants to listen to it uh you drop a buck and it unlocks everything that i've done over the last two years um so. i'm i'm a big fan of the music as well i mean who who isn't mm -hmm. um i i did want to mention because i had gotten this uh this record i ordered it way back uh i think it was january 1st it was kind of like a present to me or whatever mm -hmm. uh the last jedi lp um the the original one that disney released uh the original pressing is uh horrible don't mm -hmm. don't, don't buy i mean if you're a record i could be a collector's item if you're a record file like like audio file like i am about the records well what happens is is in the song the last jedi on the fourth um fourth side there uh it's a skip mm. and it's in all of them it's annoying um mm. so when i i was kind of waiting for a second pressing to occur and uh there is a really cool you know like uh, multi-colored um uh, release that they were doing and there's a kind of a light side and a dark side version that has some um, really great artwork uh, I posted about it on our uh, Owen and Brews barbecue. So if you want to see images, you can go there, check out images of the records themselves. There's a red mm -hmm. record and a blue record. Um, oddly enough, the dark side pressing was even better than the light side pressing. Uh, I, I, I really geeked out on this. I waited so long and I was really pissed off with the company. Uh, so if you, if you have to deal with the company that sells it, buyer beware. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. because it takes a long time and if you complain they will delete your messages it's it's really annoying so i don't even want to mention who they are uh, i waited a long time for this lp it finally arrived like about five five months later <laughs> it was well worth the wait though um and the, they did actually send an extra jacket actual oh. uh jacket of the artwork so it it was a little made up for it a little bit but yeah Still really bad customer service on their part. Um, so, but uh, I, I absolutely love uh, the Spark 
and the song the last jedi from that mm-hmm. movie the scene where where luke goes out to confront kylo and for that song to skip on the record of all the songs like i yeah. could i could i could have dealt with it if it was another song but it was when it's your favorite <laughs> yeah. it really ruins the experience especially, <clears throat> especially if you're an audiophile collecting the records so yeah that sucks i'll definitely give you guys links i think you'll i think you'll enjoy those well, well thanks ralph that's, that's, yeah that's, uh you initially uh kind of uh messaged me or, or, or maybe commented on one of the instagram posts about <laughs> uh the reactions to uh the rise of skywalker trailer <laughs> i think i think how many episodes did you do we just two like, people on just two we, we just do one when, yeah when i think it was kids, after the second then... one i'm like i'm like what are you guys doing like let me be on if you're gonna keep <laughs> doing this uh let me have i haven't watched that trailer in a while um I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it looks like it has the appearance of JJ Abrams undoing a lot of um, what Ryan Johnson did, but I don't, I think we're going to be surprised. Yeah. I have theories and hopes of what I want to happen. Um, I could share them here. <laughs> um, because if it does end up happening, you're going to be like, oh, Ralph called it. And if it doesn't end up happening, you're going to be like, oh, man, Ralph's was better. <laughs> <laughs> now you're sounding like Nick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when uh, you hear the rise of Skywalker, what Skywalker are you thinking? C-3PO? <laughs> right? Lando? He's not um, a Skywalker. <laughs> I, would, I would think Anakin. But yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, I think Anakin too. Yeah. Uh, a lot I of people thought. are saying like Luke or, or Ray is a Skywalker. I think it's Anakin. I think, uh, uh, I mean, it's been introduced in the clone wars. I haven't really, uh, I, I, I struggle with watching the clone wars. I think I got the, I think it was season four oh. instead of clone wars. It just turned into, uh, uh, the Senate. And I was just like, I can't, I can't, I want to see, clones fighting that's why i'm watching clone wars um watch rebels loved it but um they talk about force ghosts right <laughs> they talk about yes. force, force ghosts in clone wars and in rebels um never really been addressed in the films and i feel like with the surprising demise of smoke snoke that this may be a good opportunity to keep him as the main villain. Um, so you uh, think of this Snoke trilogy. Be... Okay. That's because cool. we haven't seen a Sith ghost. Well, he's not a Sith, though. Is he not? Well, I mean, what, what is he? Snoke was never confirmed, as far as I know, as a Sith. He's just, is a, he, in, is he's it... just, a, he's just a dark force wielder, the same way Asaz Ventress was. She was never a full okay. Sith. He was just uh, extremely so, I mean, Huh? So a like, yeah. <laughs> so like, Ray's not necessarily a Jedi, right? I mean, because it's just a religion, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um, but we still haven't seen a dark side user as a ghost. And the thing is, is that I, I mean, Matt, I know will probably help me figure this out, but I remember, I'm not sure where I heard that, but it said that you know that the Sith can't do that. I mean, maybe that's no longer canon anymore. Yeah. That it's because it drains so much and because it's so evil that you can't have that negativity in the living force. Only the Jedi can go do that route. 
so the Sith attach themselves right. to objects. They're more materialist, materialistic in that regard. So it's more likely that they would be attached to an object, to right. an entity, or to some type of other so, like object. So like yeah, let's let's because uh, so I know that Ralph, like wait, Ralph, so an object like a helmet. Right, right, right. Like I yeah, okay. Yeah. So you know exactly yeah. where I was going. Okay, yeah. we're all thinking the same thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, I'm thinking because this is what I want to happen. Um, you have on one side, and I, I'm using my fingers here. You have on one side, let's say you have, um, let's go with Snoke. Um, let's go with Palpatine. And let's say. Darth Maul, right? right? Let's say you have those three as ghosts. On the other side, you have Yoda. You have <laughs> Obi-Wan. Okay. And you have Luke Skywalker. Well, that would be so, you have, yeah. so you have three of these Force ghosts in some sort of wizard, cloudy, wizardy ghost battle. And I feel like... That's my best. You need to bring... You need to bring the balance of these two warring sides together and the only person that has worked on both sides would be the ghost of Anakin. And I think that it's up to Kylo and Ray to be able to get to Anakin and get him to be on the, the whatever side they're trying to get on. Hmm. And I think that the rise of Skywalker is the, the rise of Anakin. Hmm. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that because that'll explain Force Ghost. It would still keep Snoke relevant. Um, uh, we do get we will get a return of Palpatine. Uh, I only threw Maul in there because I'm trying to think of another. Wait, um, you could still have Plagueis in there. You could have uh, yeah, Duke but I think Duke as far as really a, a full Sith. But, but yeah. as far as team ups go, I think if you have Obi Wan versus Maul, if you have if you have uh, a Yoda versus Palpatine. And then I guess Luke and Snoke, maybe. You think you think they'll really have Obi Wan in there because that's what the objection was to him not being being Yoda in Last Jedi. I was heard is because Luke might not recognize Ewan McGregor. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, who's this young you know looking? Well, how Luke. does he recognize uh, Hayden Christensen? Well, that's true too. But so, I'm just saying, you know, it's just, you know. <laughs> Father, you look so young. <laughs> wow, like what happened? Yeah. I think it would be cool if there is a ghost. Um, if there is a go, if they do have force ghosts, and we do see Anakin or, um, or Obi Wan, if they did some sort of effect where their where their face could sort of, kind of morph in and out or change a little bit, mm, that would be between cool. between mm. like the older mm. and younger versions, mm -hmm. so that way when you depending on which. <laughs> In Return of the Jedi, you watch, you, you're like, okay, he's just in that form. Now, there, there would be one minor objection I would have to that uh, with like actual ghost fights and things like that. It's just, and it all comes from uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back with Obi Wan saying, you know, if you choose to confront Vader, you must do it alone. I cannot interfere. And so yeah. that always made me think that they can be present, but they cannot interfere with the path of the way the world goes. Or that's why, that's why they can't in, like, I feel like as ghosts, they can interact. Mm -hmm. um, uh, someone had to put Yoda up on that fake law on the log, on the handrail. Um, 
but it, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm imagining like uh, uh, an album cover from the seventies or airbrushing on the side of a van, just like this cloud, this cloud with like lightning forming and just these shapes of these guys just in this, in this wizard battle with like, with like lightning and, and, you know, exactly. And just, it's just, it's not, it's not necessarily them fighting like as like their human forms, but as like this kind of amorphous like blob and then, uh, and then having, having, and having them try to bring Anakin into the fold or something. Mm-hmm. Or it could be C-3PO because he's a Skywalker as well. I mean, I, I, I like, I like, <laughs> I love how you're bringing C-3PO into this. Too. That's great. Now I, I do want to point out that on uh, the uh, art of uh, the last Jedi and that book, Oh. They did toy around with the idea of a dark Jedi or a dark entity haunting Luke as mm-hmm. he as he sat alone, and so, and and then in, I think in the Force Awakens they, I think it's in the novelization, uh, and I read it and I forgot about it. <laughs> it's a problem with reading books sometimes you forget about sections, but I want to say that they they either had Anakin a voice of Anakin calling to like more of a dark side Anakin calling to uh, Ray in, in that moment to. Um, so anyway, uh, listeners, if I'm wrong, uh, email us at the force is well done at gmail.com. Let me know that I'm wrong about that. Uh, my memory on that, but I want to say that they toyed around with Anakin being present in that first battle in the snow between I'm, Ray and I'm coming up with something in my head. Okay. So it's not entirely fleshed out. But you were talking about Sith attaching themselves yeah. to objects. That's what I was going. That's what I started to say. Did you read? Did you, mm-hmm. you like you like comic books? Sorry, I'm, yeah. I don't want to interrupt your if you're no, really no, right. But like, no, I think I got it. I think I, okay. I think I got something. Uh, so in the in, <laughs> like oh, no, hold on. Okay. Yeah. yeah, get back. Uh, in the trailer, we see that three PO is part of this group. Mm-hmm. They're going to the second Death Star. I'm assuming it's the second Death Star, and I believe that is the planet Endor. And not the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, he's on my side. Yeah, I win. So, so let's say, <laughs> let's say this: C three PO had his memory wiped, but C three PO was built by a boy, so maybe he's not the best constructed droid. What if C three PO has more to do with this story? What if C three PO is a Horcrux? Has some? <laughs> yes has some because c3po hasn't seen he's never seen anakin anakin he hasn't seen anakin since episode three right right has had his memory wiped uh how would he he would even know that anakin turned into vader no because he wasn't around on cloud city uh when vader told luke and when luke told leia what if he's there because he he then realizes that it's Anakin? What if we get to see three PO actually remember something from before his memory wipe? Like the way Anakin built three PO couldn't have been like a perfect model. Like he could have like some sort of regressed memories or some sort of oh, something in it's his. Like, it's like flashing. Like there's flashes, and then you hear yeah. you hear Jar Jar go Annie, and it's like it's just like these little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I mean, throwing out ideas, you know. I like this idea of C3PO. But I feel like, but I feel like what if C3PO 
is like the linchpin to this whole thing? What if he is the he his his involvement in this story is now like key to I've, this whole? Thing. I've heard that he does have a bigger part. He does, yeah, I've heard that too. So. Um, to me, that's where some of the movies have gone wrong, you know, especially the prequels, in that it was always C three PO and R two D two telling the story, and yeah. the prequels don't involve them as much. Uh, whereas, oh. and they've done a little bit better job, I guess, in these, but not too much. Still, yeah, and then, then now they're introducing they're introducing Dio, which yeah. is like this is the last one. We don't need new droids. We don't need new droids. <laughs> we're we're not going to buy the toys. <laughs> I don't want to buy a Dio. He's oh, going to be kids. in a two pack anyway. Yeah, my kids. Do. Oh yeah, he's going to be in an action pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I C three PO with the group is definitely something. Uh, it could be one of those things where like, let's say Anakin does rise, maybe something happens and the only face in that group he's going to recognize is 3PO. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know any of those other people. Yeah. It's so no, funny. It's, I, it's so that, stupid. That be... It's so stupid. But I mean, I feel like anything they can do to tie the, the prequels back into this one, mm-hmm. because they are calling it the Skywalker saga. You want to make it feel like one giant cohesive nine episode story that you don't want it. You want to make sure that you include the prequels and let them in, but not necessarily retcon, but make you rethink what the, if, if three PO is a linchpin, it might make you go back and not groan as much uh, about Anakin's the one that built him. Yeah, no, that would be great. I like, I like that. Some, somehow once again, that in. Um, once again, none of this is going to happen, and you're going to be either disappointed <laughs> or, or not. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, it would make sense because that's as I started to say. Like uh, Matt and I both read this really great uh, comic series that came out over the last year and a half mm-hmm. or two years. Uh, that's a Darth Vader centric uh, comic. I don't know if you read it or not, Ralph, but it's really, uh, really it's sitting really, on my shelf. It's so with, good. Yeah. But there is. I'm not, is it in? is it graphic novel three? I think Matt, um, yeah, where the, the, the there is, there is a Sith helmet that is introduced and mm-hmm. it's a, and so to me that really clicked if they go that route, it's like, Oh, they kind of already set this up a little bit in the, yeah. in the, there's canon. actually, there's actually a lot that people have been drawing from that specific storyline too, because of his vision of seeing the emperor plant, like creating uh, an entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that comic, that's it's been referenced quite a bit. In a few, I try not to read these articles. I always see the headlines, and I'm like, "Shut up! I don't want to know anything." <laughs> um, but they're they're kind of alluding to to that specific comic and the Emperor creating Anakin um, mm-hmm. in that vision. But um, that um, that whole th- so there's two different Vader lines. There's there's one that takes place but after A New Hope. Um, and then there's the second one, the second volume, essentially, that takes place right after Revenge of the Sith. And I personally like that storyline, and, and Nick Nick del- delved into that and um, still highly recommend that whole story because it, it follows Darth Vader's story of, like, how does he get his lightsaber? How does he get the castle? Like, um, how does he get a car? How does he learn to shave? <laughs> That's a Sith. Yeah. It's a Sith. Speaking um, of speaking yeah. of uh, uh he had a master. mute he had a mute button, you know, on his chest the whole time. You know. <laughs> he could have stopped the breathing sound. 
Uh, but speaking of the after Revenge of the Sith, there's something that I don't really know if I mentioned it anywhere, but something that always bothers me is people talk about how A New Hope, or as I like to call it, Star Wars, uh, <laughs> takes place immediately after Rogue One. Duh. When there's some time, there's definitely time that's passed. I, I say, I, I want to say it's probably more like maybe a week. Mm-hmm. Because Darth Vader's standing in Admiral Radice's ship, <laughs> looking out into space when the blockade runner jumps into hyperspace. There's no way he's running back onto his Star Destroyer, punching right. in the coordinates, and figuring out where they went because they didn't have light speed trackers back then. Right. So there is some time that's passed, and it always drives me nuts when I hear people say it's it's literally uh, one minute later or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's not. No. <laughs> um, well, unfortunately, I wish this podcast could go one minute later, um, but we are coming up on our, our bewitching hour. So much Star Wars that we could talk about. Um, and Ralph, I feel like we just barely scratched the surface <laughs> talking to you. I, I, I feel a kindred spirit with you. You yeah. love Solo. You've, you've vanquished uh, Nick's uh, nitpicking on the show. Um <laughs> I I love you, Nick. I I, I couldn't do the show without you. Um, so and you you do bring a, a fair and balanced uh, voice to the show, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, wow. I know that was kind of a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. I mean we uh, we we did actually. Uh, Nick and I podcasted uh, about some of the last uh, episodes of Rebels. Uh, Ralph, I was glad to hear that you're a Rebels fan. Yeah. Oh. Since uh, I kind of want to talk about like because uh, Ralph had mentioned the Clone Wars, so yeah. have you ever read the theory, uh, Ralph, about the original Clone Wars being the actual truth and the Clone Wars series being propaganda that the Republic's put out? Oh no, that sounds great though. Yeah, because if you watch the you know the, the 2005 or four series, it's very just like these people died. This is what happens, blah, blah, blah. And then if you watch the clone series with, you know, the opening is like what it would be like a World war two news click, you know, like, you know, deep in the Republic, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's very all Republic sided. You know? Yeah. Then if it's propaganda, then what are they trying to, to get me hyped for with the boring Padme stories? <laughs> <laughs> Love. It was tough, man. Those were tough. I was just sitting there watching it. I think it was season four or something. And I'm just like, they, I haven't seen a clone in like six episodes. Yeah. You guys are they, they are choppy. I will, I will give you that. Like yeah. um, as much as I, I do like some of the clone clone wars episodes, some of them uh, can drag and, um, and, and it, it can just be hit or miss. Whereas rebels, yeah. I found it was a nice continuous progression and sure. Yeah. There there's could some be filler some, ones. sure there can be some filler ones in rebels season two, but, boy like i mean you hit the end of season two of rebels from there on out i feel like it's was that even, the Soka vader yeah yeah. yeah i still i still love that and to me world between worlds i've watched that one a couple times again that's where um uh, ezra goes back and actually saves ahsoka and to me like that is just one of my favorite episodes it it gives it it gets me like that scene where, where, you know, Kanan's gone and like, yeah. And Hera's accepting that he's gone. Like, it's just, ah, oh, it gets yeah. me. Like, 
<sighs> I kind of I was thinking about this, and I, I I think for Disney it could be good. This Ryan Johnson trilogy, I don't really know anything about it, but I'm I'm thinking what they need to do is just do Jedi Academy, make it essentially Harry Potter set in Star Wars, and um, then have our first live action Ahsoka. I thought they can't. I thought they canceled Ryan Johnson's trilogy. And no, it's still going. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought they were just going to go with the uh, the Game of Thrones guys trilogy. Okay. I don't know, but that, that's supposed to be Knights of the Old Republic. Or that's yeah. that's the rumor. That's the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I feel like a, a. I think that would be kind of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a, essentially Harry Potter, but make it Jedi Academy. Oh, it's yeah. true. True. Yeah. And yeah, I'd watch that. Sure. So, um, well, anyway, um, there's so much Star Wars, um, and I, I, you know, Ralph, you're always welcome, um, back on the podcast, um, to talk again. I know you're, you're getting ready to leave, um, and, uh, I, I don't want to keep you any longer. Yeah. Um, I like to keep this podcast a little, a little tidier than, than our, uh, other show yeah. called the Ramble Cast. So, I can talk about Star Wars forever, and I have and so <laughs> any opportunity um, to just talk about everything. Well, great. Star Wars, and I think uh, I want to say that the 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 greatest scene that Disney has ever put in one of their movies is Chewbacca and Han Solo taking a shower after they first met. <laughs> There's, there's, it's such a, it's, <laughs> I'm being serious. It's such a simple way to convey trust yeah. from Chewbacca because Chewbacca was this monster that didn't trust Han. Han saves him and it's not a life debt. Like, like we knew from the, from, uh, you know, the old EU stories, but um, it's like, look at this. It's, it's such a simple way to show trust. And it's just that, that whole thing. And then them looking out off of the bridge or off of the, uh, you know, off of the. I love the that show. scene because there's oh, so good. the dialogue between them, and it and it's <laughs> and it's just him talking, you know. So you uh-huh. have to infer what Chewbacca is saying, but he says to him like, "No, they they took they took us because of me." Yeah. Like like, and and clearly Chewbacca is saying like, "No, they only took you because of me." Like yeah. clearly Chewbacca is saying that to him in that moment, and you have to infer that because of 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 the dialogue there. So. Um, I love the fact that they made him equals in that movie too. Yeah. Like they're, they're, it's, I mean, the fact that Solo's <laughs> just like, no, like you have to go do this, go do it, man. Like yeah. and gives him the weapon. And it's, it's that, it's that whole scene in, uh, in, uh, uh, I don't know what that area is. Um, the computer room in star Wars, uh, when they, when they bust in with the stormtrooper gear on, oh, and yeah. they're having a conversation about shutting off the tractor beam. And there's just a shot of Chewbacca standing there and Han leaning back up against him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's Han and Chewie. And so to see them together in that movie, like that's it. That's all. It, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. It's, I, I don't, I, like I said, I'm not going to try to sway anybody. Well, Especially you, Nick, you, but I'm. You've but made I, a good it, argument in case for Solo. If if anything, we've we've proved my fourth, that. it's my fourth favorite Star Wars movie of all time. So, okay. do we ask? Yeah, what the I second can, and third are. Yeah, it's uh, go Star Wars Empire uh, Jedi, oh. and and the reason I like Jedi so much is um, the Luke Skywalker story. Yeah, uh, Luke Skywalker's trajectory from. 
uh, whiny dork on Tatooine up to Jedi and Return of the Jedi is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Han Solo is such a badass in Star Wars. By the time they get the Jedi, all he is is a humping post for an Ewok, and it's like he has <laughs> nothing. You know, he has nothing to do. Um, so one of the things I do got to say about the Disney ones is that they gave uh, Force Awakens gave um, Han Solo. Uh, they they finished up his story arc where he went from a skeptic to being 100% believer in yeah. the force uh, and that, you know, he, he, he left his legacy and his legacy right now is Kylo Ren, who is, uh, yeah, not the best. So, um, yeah. but I do, I, I, not that I want to see Adam driver or uh, Kylo Ren redeemed. I'm, I'm fine if it is. That's fine. I guess it's supposed to rhyme and all that nonsense. But um, if we end the movie with Kylo Ren in the pants with the shirt and the vest. Oh, wow. <laughs> with, with the blaster. Like, it would be, I mean, it would be kind of amazing. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see it, and I don't really want him redeemed, but... Can you imagine him and Ray in the Falcon flying off into the sunset or the sun's set or sunsets? I don't know. That's some heavy lifting. I, I, I don't. I don't like it. But but <laughs> I, there's something about seeing Adam Driver dressed as Han Solo. He would look exactly like the holiday special car- cartoon version. Yeah, he would. <laughs> and like pulls down his face like yeah, he's got that long face. And mm-hmm. uh, but would you be excited for that? Adam Driver in the vest and the shirt and stuff with the blaster and I don't think I, I'm kind of with you. I don't think it will happen just because. From but what, you would like to see it. I mean, I'd see it. Yeah, I, I, I think just, I just want <laughs> cosplay. Really, I just think I want to see Adam like, Driver cosplay as Han Solo. I think just from the the dialogue we've heard from Kylo, there's him kind of. You've kind of assumed that Han was an absentee father, and then he kind of loathes him in a way. Like I can't see. I can see him taking over the Falcon and, and going that route, but actually wearing Han's clothes. <laughs> I think that's a bit of a stretch, but who knows? I could be wrong. Anakin's going to slap him. He's like, why are you idolizing me? (laughs) (laughs) not the way to go, you dummy. We'll see. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, Um, So uh, for everybody that's listening at this point, um, if you, if you want to buy your um, Han Solo (laughs) clothes or uh, perhaps you need some shower accessories um, so you could recreate that scene. If you buy anything Star Wars collectible, uh, head over to our Amazon affiliate link, jandjack.com slash Amazon. Help support this show. We are a J and Jack podcast, which means that this podcast wouldn't be made possible without the continued support from our patrons. Um, you can become a member by uh, following the links at jandjack.com. And uh, there's, there's some special patrons that make this show possible. Um, and uh, at this point, like to thank some of those patrons that make this po- possible. I, I try to make them Star Wars themed whenever I can. So I'm going to start with Attack from the Tack from Tokyo. Uh, <laughs> Eckhart Richter strikes back. Ed, you're our only hope, mailman. Maggie, the magnificent Falcon. Uh, Joanne, the Jedi. And Drake, the smuggler. Uh, thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for making this show possible. I uh, want to thank also the uh, uh, guest host that didn't show up, uh, R2J Toa, <laughs> and Chris crawling out from the pit of Carcoon. Um, no. 
Never. <laughs> Great show, Sorry. kids. One in a million. Jack's not going to steal my line this time. You guys have a call out. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. I am 100% anti-Boba Fett lives. It's stupid. He dead. He's dead. Boba Fett's dead. Let him go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. But um, Ralph, but uh, what, why don't you tell the listeners where they can follow you too? Just yeah. just, uh, just get head over to casinoskunk.com. That's all one word. Uh, that'll give you links to my all the shows that I do, including the Patreon. Like I said, it's a buck. Uh, go drop the buck. Download all the app the episodes to your computer and then unsubscribe if you want. I don't care. I just want people to listen to the shows because I'm really proud of them. So there you go. Yeah, and, Casino Skunk, you they can follow you on uh Instagram. That that is where, where I follow you. You can also yeah. follow us at uh Owen and Brews Barbecue at on, on Instagram. Sometimes I post when I'm not being lazy. Uh you can send us email at the forces well done at gmail.com. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, great show, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. One in a million. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs>